1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine.
2: And I'm Danny Murphy. And Sarah, we are being blessed with the guests recently. It's it's a magical <laughs> time.
1: I know. Yeah, we've had so many great guests. I'm so excited. I feel like she's truly like a true crime icon, extraordinaire. I, I think we all have a little bit of aspirational. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staring just at the bar low. <laughs> Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. Uh, just a person. <laughs> We're so excited to have Deanna, AKA you probably know her as body moving from don't fuck with cats.
0: Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm exhausted, but I'm great. Perfect. Combo. I'm crime. Uh, well, crime con was last weekend. And I'm still like kind of getting over it. Cause Ooh. it was just like four days of, just a lot, you know? And so it takes me a long time to recover. I'm a bit of an introvert and, you know, having to be on the entire four days is a little exhausting emotionally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's real. What's it like to kind of be thrown into and and being a part of this larger true crime community now after the documentary? Well, I'm
0: a true crime fan, right? So, I mean, I, like, one of my heroes is Michelle McNamara. Yeah. And so this weekend I got to meet like Paul Holes and that was, I don't, it, I, I i was so like awestruck that I kind of embarrassed myself, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. You know, like Keith Morrison, I mean, just so being able to meet people who I kind of looked up to listen, if I wasn't an, a speaker at CrimeCon, I would have paid to go because mm-hmm. there's the people that attend and, and whatnot are just so fabulous. And I've known Billy Jensen on for like eight years. I've known him and I got to meet him finally in Uh, person. Um, Just, it it was just really great. I love that. Great. And I like, oh, he, he really is. He wrote our, um, he's the reason we have the Netflix. We have the Netflix show really. Really?
2: Wow. Wait, how, how
0: come? Well, he wrote um, back when uh, all this was like, happening Mm -hmm. um he contacted me and asked if he could write an article about what we were doing and i'm like yeah sure and it was for the rolling stone magazine and from that article producer started kind of going oh that's an interesting story let's let's start you know trying to do something it took many years and we turned a lot of things down um, but yeah, finally the right one. Came along
2: the I was going to ask you about that process, honestly, cause I was curious about it. What made you all kind of feel like I trust these producers and I trust Netflix and kind of walk through like maybe some deals that you were like this, I feel like is not going to be what yeah, we you know, want. It's really
0: interesting. You, you, you think you would. Okay. So a lot of the producers, cause that's who contacts you, a producer, um, not Netflix. Right. So a produ- lots of producers would contact us and say, we want to do a documentary. know about luca or you know kind of word it that way it was just immediately no nope Hmm. we're not no well raw who is who we ended up going with Raw tv their approach was we want to do a story about the investigation we want to do a story about what happened not about him and we were like okay yeah you know so we had a couple stipulations like we didn't want him to be in it and they were like no, that's yeah, no, of, of course, you know. Fair, yeah, um, fair. <laughs> we wanted, we wanted like a really fair tribute to Jinlin, and of course, we did that, you know. Um, but then his friend Benjamin, um, decided to join, and so it was much more appropriate for you know his friend to talk about Jinlin. He knew him, I mean, they were friends, um, and so and they were like totally on board with that. They were like, yep, 100% we can do that. Um, in fact, that's something that we wanna do anyway. I mean, they already had like our pulse kind of. Like we didn't really wanna give him all the attention. We wanted it to be more about us. Not and not even about us, because there's like no backstory about body moving. You know, you don't you don't meet my mom. <laughs> I mean, or my I feel dogs. there is, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, right. there's no there's no like, you know, what I like to do in my free time. well, I guess it kinda is what I like to do in my free time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no it's not about me or John Green, you know, it's about what the investigation entailed. Yeah. So, and that was their approach. And we finally were like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. But at the same time, we also were like, man, this is never going to happen because it takes years, mm-hmm. years to go through a production process. I really didn't know they were going to really do it for sure. Until they showed up at my house. And then we had oh, wow. to go to a- another house to film. Yeah. <laughs> and even when, even like the day before they showed up, I still didn't, like (laughs) register that it was happening it must have been a surreal
2: moment yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah and because they really they what happened was they came out and they did like a a pre-interview with me they came out from london and they sat at my kitchen table and they pulled out this big book and i swear it was this thick and it was a three ring binder and they had all these notes and screenshots and and they knew the case almost as much as i did And that's why I was like, okay, these are the people. These are the people that we're going to be working with. And they were fabulous. So, yeah, that's why we chose them.
2: It's a good level of trust and also understanding, because I understand what you mean by wanting it to be more about the investigation, because that's what you can speak to more accurately, because you're like, that's what I'm entrenched in. That's what I'm doing. And I feel like also as uh, true crime viewers and people that are into it, it was a very interestingly well done documentary because it's people that are always, that's kind of like, oh, wow, these people are solving this case on their own. It's sort of like what everybody kind of like hopes to try that's to do. That's what we to help all want to yeah. try to
1: do. Exactly. <laughs> right. When we're like watching a documentary or like researching a case. The
0: puzzle, right? Yes. 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 It, it, it is so such a puzzle. It is, and um, that was another thing too. Was I'm a true crime fan, and like I want to know like forensics. I want to know uh, profiling. I want to know like that. I don't want to know necessarily about the murderer at all. I don't really care about him. I want to or her. I want to know about the, the the forensics, the evidence. You know, that's what I want. That's what I like. So I was kind of coming at it from like my perspective as a true crime fan, thinking that you know everybody's like me, which is you know not true, but. I don't know. I just thought that coming at it from an investigation angle rather than, you know, Luca's backstory and why he is the way he is and the whatever. I, yeah. didn't mm-hmm. like, I didn't want any part of that. Like, I don't want any part of that.
1: Yeah, because I feel like, honestly, how much does that really matter? It's like they right. this person did such a heinous thing and, you
0: mm-hmm. know. I'm not about to sit there and talk for three well cuz filming took like 6 days. I'm not there Oof. I'm not going to sit there and talk about Luca for 6 days. And
2: because <laughs> I'm curious because you, you enjoyed the production company and you really waited until you found producers that you kind of trusted. How did you feel after the like did you feel you were portrayed in a way that you expected? Was there any surprises with the editing yeah. or anything like that?
0: Um, Your dog yes. answered. What did
2: you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I was a little surprised um I wasn't. Okay. So first of all, how they made me appear is like exactly how I am. So no, no surprises there. Um, they didn't abuse my trust or anything like that. They, they did great. One thing they did. And I, and I don't know why, um, the whole, so if you see the documentary, you know, his mom comes on and says, nanny is real you know the Uh the python snake video there there's another set of hands in the video Mm -hmm. well that's not true and so you know all of my inbox is full of who's the second hands then body moving Eh," you know whatever well the the reality of the situation is that video with the hands the second hands um was released weeks and weeks later it's not part of the original video. Oh, it was released weeks, and weeks later, and it was like the neighbor who was like picking up her snake. Mm. Like it wasn't she, he. It wasn't even part of the video. Like it, yeah. So that was the only thing, and 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 I don't know why they did that. I think it was to create like a like yeah you know, t- like why would they leave uh, okay, that? Yeah,
2: in. I was gonna ask about that. Yeah. Right.
0: So well, his mom. This is mom. His mom's dense, right? So mm. she doesn't know anything. So, well, listen, she's a mom. Like, I don't, I don't hate what, her or whatever. I, like a blind trust for their kids. Mom, yeah, uh, yeah, right. mom yes. yeah. yeah, she's a mom, right? So that was one thing. Another thing that really irritated me about the show. In the show, Luca murders Junlin. And then we find he's in Montreal. That's how they portray it. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Uh, we found he was in Montreal three months before the murder. And wow. we went to the police department because he had released other videos. And we went to the the Montreal police department. And they said, they were like, you know, you really got to come in person. We can't do this. You know? And we're like, well, we don't live in Canada. And they're like, yeah, we need somebody local that, you know, we can deal with. So we like recruited somebody from Montreal to go to the police station for us. And they did. And the police were like, okay, we're going to go to like a special prosecutor, to try to get a warrant because at this point he had started to threaten to kill people. So we were frantic. We got to get like someone to knock on his door, find out what's going on. Like, you know, his, with his mental state, you know, that kind of thing. The special prosecutor did not, was not able to scare a <coughs> warrant. And they were like, sorry, kids, nothing we could do. Ugh. And that was three months before the murder. So the way the documentary makes it sound is that I did all that after the murder, but it was before, which makes it even more tragic. Yeah. Completely. So, I mean, other than that, though, like everything else was like, correct.
1: So I had one question when I was watching the documentary and I mean, I I watched this when it came out, so maybe my memory is fuzzy, but When you guys had the the videos of Luca, but you didn't really know who he was, what his name was, and you got a message that said, um, you know, this is Luca Magnata, Mm -hmm. like who who was that? Who kind of gave you that name? Do you think it was just one of his like million profiles?
0: Okay. I'll give you one guess. My guess was him. Yeah. So what happened with that is there were basically two groups of people. There was my group who were working in private and like, nobody could see our, our work. And then there was like this huge public group that everybody could see. And we weren't responsible for the public group. We were just members. And the big public group had been being talking in secret with this Jamsey person, right? And the Jamsey crams a lot in his ass person. <laughs> and he was tro- he was trolling he was trolling them like yeah it was me I like to kill kittens you know he was trolling them and we didn't know what was going on we're doing our own thing and uh, they made this big announcement in this big public group that they found the kitten killer and it was this jazzy crowns lot in his ass and this is shown in a documentary but you know John Green and I are like what no okay. <sighs> Well, at the same time, at the same time, we knew that Luca's sock puppets were in this big public group. So our theory, it, our theory is, is that this pissed Luca off. That th- that this troll was taking all his attention, mm-hmm. um, and so he sent out messages to many people, not just uh, not just me or you know the girl, other girl that got it in our group, but several other people, and th- it was the same message. It was him. It was 100% him.
1: So that kind of worked out almost to like flush him out a bit.
0: I, I know, right? Yeah, it kind of did. And, you know, I don't think we would have found his who he was otherwise, honestly. I mean, we had it narrowed down to like Northeastern North America. We, yeah. <laughs> we had it kind of narrow. But I mean, I, you know, it could be anybody.
1: Yeah, that's still such a needle in a haystack.
0: But the other part about that is, is that I really believe part of Luca's psyche is that he believes he's famous like it's something that he really believed mm-hmm. right and so i think another part of him thought that we would recognize him you know
2: oh so it was an oh
0: interesting i really i really do i wrote like a, a 15 page like i don't want to say profile because I, I, that would be insulting to profilers but like a 17 page like document on his debrief yeah right and this was before he was captured and before anybody knew who he was. Um, and part of it is that I I really do believe he was delusional in the sense that he thought he was recognizable. So I don't think he thought it would take any time for anybody to figure out who he was.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Obviously
2: you jumped in so much into his psyche to understanding him. Was he, Was this the first kind of uh, case or crime that you really dug into, or were there any before that kind of just like led to dead ends or something like that?
0: Um, this was the first one I participated in, Mm -hmm. but I had just finished watching, um, your audience can Google this one. It it was the Wolfie Blackheart case in San Antonio, I think. And it happened on 4chan and that's where I kind of watched it. And all I did was watch. I did not participate, but what ended up happening was this, this picture was posted of a hand like all you could see was a hand and it was a dog head oh and everyone went nuts on 4chan and using the exit data from the picture they were able to kind of triangulate where this person was and then they verified it with like myspace pictures that's how old this case was wow i mean my this all this stuff happened in 2010 you guys like so that's true yeah yeah we none of the tools that are available now were available to us then. OSINT was like <laughs> nothing, right? You
2: didn't even know like phones could track anything or anything like right. that Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, so anyway, they found this girl uh, on Fortune within like maybe two days, I want to say. Um, so, and I watched it all happen and I would go to sleep and I would get up in the morning and say, oh, what's going on? And I would go look. And I found myself fascinated by The tracking down. And I think that was in February of 2009. I think I might be, it was 2009. Well, yeah, maybe February, 2010. And then the, the Luca thing popped up in December of 2010. So I had just kind of watched all this happen. And John Green had watched the Dusty, the cat incident happen on 4chan where this kid was abusing his cat and they found him. Oh my so gosh. we both separately, you know, we didn't know each other had come off of these, you know, watching these collective group of people find an animal, you know, herder person, animal abuser. I can't even talk herder person. What is the heck is that? Animal <laughs> <Herder person>. <laughs> <laughs> an animal abuser. And so we kind of had that mindset where, Oh, here's something that we can maybe work on now that we've kind of seen these other two things happen. So luca or that case was the first one we did together since then we've done 15 to 20 other cases wow um because we're still kind of you know doing stuff we took a little break um because this work is we don't get paid and you know it's really emotionally draining
1: i was gonna ask you know how do you deal with that you're looking at these horrible gruesome things in your free time, like how do you kind of compartmentalize?
0: I get asked that a lot and I don't know how to answer it. Like I said before, Michelle McNamara was kind of like a hero to me. And, you know, she was self-medicating. Cause I mean, she went some, down some dark path, you know, mm-hmm. in her search for the golden state killer. Um, and I'm not comparing myself to her in any way. Cause she is a freaking queen. Right. Um, may she rest in peace. But I definitely understand. I mean, I've gone down some dark paths in in this and, and looking at this imagery and dealing with like just horrible human beings, like just terrible. And I think that's one of the reasons I kind of took a little break for the past four years or so on this is it catches up with you. And I'm much more introverted than I was. That's nothing to do with the pandemic. Like, I was happy to stay home alone during the pandemic. Like I'm happy with that. Like I don't want to see people. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't, I'm not responsible for, you know, entertaining people. I'm not, you know, whatever. It it, it, it changes you. I mean, I, I had to go to therapy. I, I yeah. It it I really don't know how to answer that succinctly, because it's it's so complex. Yeah. Um, but you really can't get into this line of investigation if you're not mentally like rock solid, you just can't.
2: That's and also like having the awareness that you need to take precautions for yourself and your mental health and everything right. like that. When you go 100%. Into a hundred percent.
0: And I, and I recognized that I had to take a step back. We mm, worked on a good. case in 20, we worked on a case in 2015. Um, that like changed me. Like it, it uh, it really got me. it really, and, um, I, that's when I took over. that's why I was like, I had to step back and everybody did at the same time, kind of like the same, because it, it does wear you down. It, this, it just wears you down. And we know we're doing all this work and the, the case in 2015, the guy got 50 years in federal prison, 50 wow. years, wow. Which we case was that? In two days. So it was Ashley, um, well, Brent justice. Um, they were do it was a crush case and I don't recommend anybody look that up um but it's an animal crush case and it's a federal crime um so and it was the first case in the united states ever tried and we found this guy in two days like two days but the shit we had to go through to find him like a lot of the a lot of the people who are into these crush um this crush world are also like pimps and they're involved in human trafficking so it's not just it you know it's not just an animal it's not just that it's so much bigger Mm -hmm. and so that case really messed me up and i had to kind of like all right i'm gonna really start self-medicating if i can like get some mental peace support and you have to kind of step back and that's what i did
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense I kind of feel like, especially since 2019, there's been this rise of just like internet salutes on various platforms. Oh, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on all this? I know it's it's definitely like tricky. There's obviously mm-hmm. a, a line between helping and hurting, and you mm-hmm. know, what are your personal thoughts on that?
0: People aren't going to like what I have to say about it, oh, but okay. like everything that we did, and this isn't really shown in the documentary, but everything that we did was private like Luca didn't really know all the shit that we were doing because it was all private Mm -hmm. and then we would release things to the public group that we wanted him to know right so we kind of used that group to kind of like like the carrot
2: dangling yeah Mm
0: -hmm. kind of yeah because we knew he was in there and we got to engage with him many times because of that so a lot of the sleuths today on like Twitter and Instagram and TikTok or whatever they're very performative And I think a lot of them are doing it for likes, and they're like publicly doxing people. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. If you're doing something and and it's good. Like, I, I mean, I love it, but when you publicly do it, it's, it's a little weird and it's almost like showing off. Like, Mm -hmm. look at this. I found this guy and you know, and people always ask me, how come you don't make videos of, you know, whatever. And I'm like, cause I don't want that kind of attention. I don't, First of all, I don't want to give the person that I'm looking for uh, any attention at Mm -hmm. all. I don't want anybody to really know how I did it. Like, why would you show Mm -hmm. the criminal how you found them so that other criminals hide their tracks? Like, (laughs) true. Yeah. Keep it secret. Keep it secret. Keep it secret. Let them make the same mistakes over and over again. (laughs) Like, you know, because you're really you're messing up our next investigation. You know, because they're going to hide their whatever. Um, but I do think that it does do the greater good. Like I do think they're doing positive work, you know, and there's some, um, really great ones. Like, I mean, like the big ones, like Cat. um, Cat is phenomenal in the way that they do and apply OSINT is like the standard. Um, and they but there are a bunch of journalists who have like really good ethics and they would never do like this performative,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, sleuthing. Um, but I do think in the long run, like you remember the Boston bomber thing?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that.
0: Oh, you were. Okay. So that all happened on Reddit Mm -hmm. and I watched it happen and I was just like, Oh my God, this is not going to be good. And, and, you know, they, they, they were doing the same thing that this, the Luca big public group was doing. They were just like posting people who were wearing a backpack and you know, this is the bomber. They're wearing a backpack and, you know, it, it really, it really went downhill very quickly. So you have to be really careful. And I, I, I wish these performance, like, sleuthing things would kind of go away. Uh, because people are always like, well, how come body movement doesn't do that? Well, I mean, I have ethics. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah. You know? And if you get it wrong, like, that's just right damage that yeah. you really can't undo. I, I
0: mean, I saw that happen. Right, with a with Jamsy in the big group, like I saw it happen, and the guy killed himself. Oh gosh. Oh
1: yeah, it's
0: so you know I uh, it's just not something that I that I enjoy.
2: I feel it's almost a hard thing where like when the internet first started, people were like, "Oh, it doesn't matter because we don't know what the internet is," and then we all understood the severity and the ramifications that could come from kind of like a reckless poster or something like that. But now it's kind of gone into like an inverse of it where it's like nothing matters because I just want to be all over the internet and like n- like almost like reality isn't worth it because the internet I can benefit and thrive here.
0: Right. It's very Yeah. Intense. Meanwhile, your real life is shit, right? But on the <laughs> internet, it's like, oh, look at me, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy.
2: Are there any um, cases like recently, maybe not ones that you're involved with, but uh, just kind of like, because like we're seeing such a Uh, influx of now like scams coming to light and a lot of things like that. Are there any cases that you kind of like, maybe in hindsight, you're like, oh, I would have like been really interested to like investigate that or anything along those lines.
0: That's a good question. No, no. (laughs) You know what's weird? Well, not weird, I guess. In order for me to have interest in a case, I have to have like the feeling about it. Like I have to have a really strong feeling about it. And like, you, you mentioned scams, right? And I feel like bad for people who get scammed, but at the same time, I'm also like, you deserve to learn this lesson. Mm. Like, you know, um, if something's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Like, don't be stupid. Uh, my inbox is full of it. Like, help me. I just got scammed out of, you know, this money or oh, boy. my my boyfriend is trapped in Canada, but there's this chest of jewels, like, and I'm like, I'm a Nigerian you know what I mean?
1: prince and everything. What? <laughs> uh,
0: just, so like in order for me to get involved in something, I have to have like an intense feeling about it. Like it's got to hit me in the feels and there really hasn't been anything that's fair that has hit me in the feels recently, like nothing. And I haven't done anything in a while. But yeah, I mean, we're working on our own stuff that I don't want to talk about. I can't, I don't want to mention because I don't want to tip any hats, Mm -hmm. but we, it's just, you have to have some sort of lust for a case in order to like be effective at it, I think, Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to dedicate so much time. And if you don't like the case you're working on, I just don't feel like you're going to be very effective.
2: There's no pull for it. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. The. Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry case is interesting. Um, I I think that online sleuthing had a lot to do with. Well, I know for a fact it did, and I can't say how I know for a fact, but I do know for a fact okay. that the reason we got the um, police tape of them in Utah. Is because of sleuthing. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I know for a f- I I I really can't say because my source would my source would be upset, but yeah, what I know for a fact that the reason we had that was because of sleuthing, in um, some f- incredible work by like one person. Wow. All alone. Wow. Yeah. That's
2: simp- and, wow. incredible. And
0: I, I yeah. Um. So I mean, that's great. You know, like when we're talking about. Do I, what do I think about, you know, current events, sleuthing and whatnot? Like that example that I just gave is incredible. Um, and you know, he didn't, he didn't make all these big posts about it and he didn't make videos saying you know, but yeah, that's amazing. Like I, when I, when I found this out, I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. And when I found out how they did it, it was so simple. So simple.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely a big Almost, it's like a big pool because for every like one person who did that who helped that video get released, there were like you know a million other people just like posting like TikToks that didn't really add anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And there were people like <clears throat> that looked like Brian Landry that oh were like accosted in So many stuff. people. Oh God, yeah. So I was in London for CrimeCon, and kind of when all this kind of went down. And so I was like, not really paying attention to anything that was going on. And when I got home, I, you know, finally got online and checked my Insta, you know, all my socials and my emails and stuff. And it was just like, you got to help us find La- Brian laundry. You got to help us find. And I'm like, oh, unbelievable. I, I'm like, I'm not going to find Brian. Laundrie, guys. Come on, <laughs> um, That's not how this works. Like I need
2: yeah.
0: like, the what I do, you ha- it has to be something that was happened online. Like it needs hmm. to be a video. Because you're a digital editor, expert. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, like come on, people. No. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to make a, I had to make a video on TikTok about it because I, it was I was getting so inundated. I had wow. like thousands and thousands of tags. I'm Like,
2: wow.
0: what, th- what do you guys want me to do? Like,
2: yeah. do you Go feel to the not desert. even from a, a like a TikTok point of view, but just in the sense like TikTok now exists from two years ago and everything like that, and since you are such. Um, what, like you said, like you need something to happen online and have evidence like that. Is it hard to keep up with all these? Like, I feel like almost every day now there's a new website yeah. or a new workaround and things like that.
0: Yeah, it is hard. It's harder. You know, what's yeah. weird. Is, this is going to sound crazy. Even though like the tools are more advanced, it's harder because people are more careful. Um. Mm-hmm. So like there's new, like when TikTok came out, I'm like, oh, great. That's another freaking tech I have to learn. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then, like, Snapchat's been a big problem. Um, oh, how some come? Of it didn't exist because it disappears.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: And there's no yeah. search. There's no ability to, like, really search right. on Snapchat or TikTok. And it's like, right. things could just be gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it, it it's funny. It, like as, as the tools have gotten better to find people, like, the OSINT tools and whatnot, people have become smarter, too. Mm. Like, they know. Um, so... Yeah, I try not to make any videos showing people how I do stuff because I, I want them to make those mistakes. Yes. And I, exactly. I, I've even had to make videos calling people out, like, stop it. Stop showing people how you found them. Mm-hmm. Idiots.
2: Because <laughs> it's that hard or thing that. where it's like, I'm sure they want to be like, oh, I, I want everyone to know like this awesome thing I did, yeah, which is great. But I, then it's like, keep it. You I have to it. like, you have to yeah. like, um, <sighs> subvert the,
0: yes, the uh, any notoriety
2: or things. or urge, yes. yes, with that.
0: You have to kind of press that down for mm-hmm. the, the greater good. And mm-hmm. I listen, I get it. I get wanting to be like, yeah, look what I did. No, I totally get it. <laughs> you can't do that though. That's why but everyone should have, they doing. should
2: get dogs. And you probably, I'm sure you tell your dog, like, look at this amazing thing I did. And they're like, <laughs> yes.
0: great. And then yes. no one
2: has to know besides you too.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's yeah. It's perfect. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, you spend so much time just like researching cases and everything like that. Do you watch do you ever watch true crime documentaries or shows to unwind or is it too much?
0: Yeah. Yes. OK. I am a true crime fan. Yes. I will fall asleep to Dateline. Yes. Is, I mean, like Keith Morrison. I, I no, I, I am a true crime fan. Um, my some of my favorite documentaries are true crime. Actually, they all are. Yes. I'm a huge true Amazing. crime fan.
1: Oh my gosh. Have you watched anything lately? I just watched, we just watched the The way down part two,
0: the Gacy Gacy tapes tapes were really, the Gacy tapes were really good. I let, well, that's one of the cases that I really follow. Um, that was a good one. And I liked it because like his lawyer was on the, on the show talking about things that Gacy had told him, which is uh, incredible. Um, so that one was good. That was recent. What other one was really good. That was recent. But yes, I watched them That's all. My yeah. favorites, my favorites are the Keepers. Incredible. Yep. Like Gemma. Oh my God. Gemma posted on my Facebook one day, and I almost had a heart attack. I was so excited. Oh my gosh. Um, ugh, love her. The Keepers was phenomenal. I thought, um, I'll be gone in the dark. Mm. Incredible. It's a, the guy with the pipe bomb around his neck. The crazy lady. Oh, evil genius. Evil genius, thank you. Oh, that oh, one was so I wild. I love that one. That was that was real, crazy. Yeah. Oh, that one was so good. It's probably it's probably my top like five. I would say this isn't really a true crime documentary. It kind of is, but Dear Zachary.
1: Oh, yeah. God.
2: that just it's tearjerker. Yeah.
0: I just can't. I just I just can't.
2: That's one of those um, but ones. No, I, do. Yes,
0: I, I'm a huge true crime fan. And my mom was growing up. So Uh I mean, I grew up listening to, you know, forensic files and whatever. Um, So, yeah, you know, in fact, um, this is kind of a weird thing, but my mom fell asleep to forensic files every night. (laughs) And in in 2016, she moved in with me because she got, she became ill. And so she moved in with me um, so I could help take care of her. Well, as time went on, she got sicker and sicker and sicker. And in 2020, she passed. But the, the way, the reason I'm telling the story is the night she died. Can you put forensic files on? No. <laughs> uh, oh. yes, I swear to God. So oh, of course God. I did, you know, so she, like. <laughs> so it's, it's part of my blood. You know what I mean? Like it's she part went of out as she loved Yes. Love she, oh my gosh. She, yeah. Exactly. Can you put forensic files on? So oh. oh my, God, okay. oh I my gosh. I love that. I, I do too. I, yeah, it's oh, one of my favorite sweet. stories about her. You put friends in the house. Okay, mom. <laughs> you got it. Love
2: that. And I mean, you're in, so it's obviously like you said, you even need to take breaks and anything, everything like that and you're so entrenched with all this. What is, how, do how, what is your, do you have like a hobby that just helps you unwind and kind of away from all of this? Yeah. Or just sleeping? Because you might need, I feel like well, you're probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I like to make things. Ooh. It's kind of weird, but I make like, um, I have 3D printers, In fact, I can, like, I have 3D printers and all this garbage on my desk. Our
2: producer does 3D printing too.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So i like to make, I make, I make little, like, I make little things that like light up. Um, so I like to make like a, uh, like a little skeleton maybe right for Halloween. And then I put like LEDs in it and and a, a circuit and a circuit board. And then I program the circuit board to like light up to music, you know, or whatever. Um, So, I mean, I like to make things. And that That I think it, it kind of like, I I have ADHD. So like, I, I feel like it's one of the only things that I do that kind of quiets my mind a little bit. And helps me kind of forget everything going on around me or forget all the bad things I just saw on the internet. And it just kind of like soldering and putting things together and coating the chips. I just it calms me down. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's not a very exciting hobby, but that's what well, I hobbies did. I don't think should it's be an, exciting. Feel, yeah, it's yeah. like a true hobby. Yeah, You're making not. something with your hands. Like... My
2: hobby is going on like a long walk. I'm like that, I don't know <laughs> what, I don't know where people are being creative with. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and then I make cups. What? Oh my god, I love oh, that. Love it. Yeah, and that cute. It's like coffee. I, I love help, that! Oh my gosh! Um, and I, I make them for like friends and stuff like that. I don't, I don't like sell or anything like that. But no, that's cute. I, I just it's just being a little creative, yeah, is kind of helpful because
2: it like <clears> throat> nourishes throat> that part of the brain too. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, because my work is so like cerebral, and mm-hmm. then like the 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 sleuthing stuff that we do is like pretty cerebral too. So because sometimes it's just kind of fun to like just zone out and like create something pretty. Or Truly. you know, I like to watch a lot of TV too.
2: <laughs> God bless. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like to watch a lot of TV. I'm a I'm a big TV person.
1: <laughs> what do you watch? That's not true crime. Star Trek. Oh.
2: Oh. Well, that I'm, Paramount Plus moment. Yes.
0: Uh huh. I, I watch a lot of Star Trek, and right now there's a bunch of new Star Trek shows, so that's really fun. And because like ADHD people will often watch the same shows over and over again because we know what's going to happen and we don't have that anxiety. Or I watch the same shit over and over again. I, I probably watch Mindhunter and Star Trek and things like that over and over and over again because I know what's going to happen.
2: That's amazing.
0: The Unabomber is probably my favorite case.
2: That one is, yeah. Because I remember there was a, there was a pretty well done TV show that was in... Inspired mm-hmm. by it as well, yeah. Oh, was there? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Oh, to, I watched uh, it at the beginning of the pandemic, I think.
1: Yeah, oh, I don't remember if it was it. a documentary. I think I watched something, too.
2: Oh, it was Manhunt, I think it was called. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. That was Yeah, I saw one. that. That was good. And I really liked, <clears throat> one of the reasons I liked that case so much, it's like my favorite true crime case, is how smart Ted Kaczynski was, like, The dude was so smart and he didn't, he never got caught and like for 20 something years. And it was the most expensive manhunt by the FBI ever. And um, I just find it really fascinating and how they caught him was super fascinating too. They don't show this in the documentary, but the number one reason that we knew Luca was in Montreal was that, you know, I always, every day would check on his sock puppets And he had posted on, um, you know, back then you could see where somebody posted stuff like very easily. Yeah. And back then he had posted so hot on, um, this DJ's Facebook page. No. And I know that's Luca because of how he so hot (laughs) and the DJ just happened to be in Montreal. And I was like, why is Luca posting? Like, how would he know who this little known DJ is? Anyway, so that's how we got to Montreal, and the the Unabomber was caught because of the linguistics, like and how how he wrote things. That's how he mm-hmm. was caught, and so that's I feel like this really, I I don't know, I just that whole case of all of it. Um, there was never he went to like a gas station, in like I don't remember what state. Anyway, Indiana, and he went to the bathroom and he found two pubic hairs. And he picked them up off the floor,
1: Ew.
0: took them home to Montana and put them in a bomb, hoping that they would find these pubic hairs when it exploded and blame. You know what I mean? Like there's That's, there's so many details. That, wow. Yeah. There's so many details about that case that really don't ever get talked about.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I, I just find that whole case fucking fascinating. Even though it's solved, the guys in jail and whatever, I just that case is my um, golden goose, you know. Yeah, that's my ooh, crazy. Yeah,
2: I feel we could talk to you for hours, but yeah, we need to let I you know, go because you need, We need to let you wake up. But we thank you yeah, so much for to to work. talking with us because I know our listeners were such a fan of the documentary and you in particular just for the work you do and everything like that. So we really appreciate well, you taking the time to talk with us tuned. too. Stay
0: tuned. That's all I'll say. Stay tuned. Ooh. Oh. Okay. okay. We
2: love, love this a teaser. Ending on, yes. Okay. Some, some tea. Some tea. <laughs> and uh, do you have, um, uh, can you say your socials for everybody to follow you in case yeah. they aren't already?
0: Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Real Body Moving, and it's B-A-U-D-I-M-O-O-V-N TikTok. Same thing. Facebook, you can, but I, you're not gonna it's see not, much. I don't really do that. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, whatever. And then Twitter at Deanna underscore Thompson, but awesome. it's real body moving everywhere else.
2: Perfect. Oh my god! So, Thank yeah, you so you much for so taking the time much. to talk with us. Too. Thank you guys. Take
0: care. Bye. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.